only been eight minutes. I don't have more to talk about. So this episode is going to be personal again. And little, little bit of a Debbie Downer. But I'm also going to be introducing a new cast of characters. ¿Qué pasó, cochinos en sucias? I'm that Vato Gallo, the chivalrous chauvinist. And here today with another personal episode, you can find me on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, sometimes Twitter as Cochino Chingon, all one word. Or you can just find me at sucias.xyz. That's a website. I'm telling you now, do not go to sucias.com. This is your warning. It's XYZ. Uh, so this week had been kind of busy. I've been a guest on a couple of other podcasts that won't be airing for a couple of weeks to a couple of months. However, it kept me busy with the new job and all the things that was going on there to not pay attention or realize what was going on emotionally or in my past, or my background. So I've been in Reno for five years now. Uh, actually, today is five years in a day that I've been in Reno. And with that realization, and also in my memories, social media pop-ups, today is also uh, five years ago that I took the last picture with my wife. That also brings to the forefront or to the realization that I've been here in Reno for five years, which was longer than I was in San Antonio and longer than any, any place I've lived outside of Houston. Most other places had been between three months to four years. Uh, so this marks uh, kind of a new milestone for me. I don't want Reno to end up being my home, much less my resting place. But there's no, I have really no say in that. I mean, I could die before this even airs. So who knows? There is kind of a motivation for me to move upward and onward as soon as possible. Or who knows? Just kind of rambling right now as I'm trying to process my feelings without going out and fucking something that moves. And now for my obligatory sip of pib. Damn you, J. Robert Parker. Pib isn't as delicious as it used to be, but on the plus side, I have been eating healthier thanks to my hypnotherapist suggesting to kind of stop and think and make the right choice or make a choice uh, before I decide to snack on foods. So eating less frequently, eating less junk food, and now I'm just relegating myself to my podcast recording treat of a Pib. There's a new cast of characters I'm going to introduce now with the new job that I have. And I won't be using any real names. So we have John, Juan, Squidward, and Juliet. So John is a Caucasian male. He is a sapiosexual. He doesn't work directly with me, but I work with him from time to time. And he's an interesting character because he realizes that he doesn't want just some random hot chick to be at his side. He wants an intelligent woman on his side. But of course, society and media and everything kind of push guys to date or hook up or be with the hottest girl. He's realizing that that's not really what he wants. He wants somebody that can stimulate him mentally. 
And we'd had a conversation with him, Juan, and myself, where we were kind of talking, okay, what's the motivation to provide or take care of or do for another person, particularly a woman? When you're dating someone, what makes you want to spend your money on them? And for Juan, his answer was just for the fact that she's willing to put up with them and all this crap, that he feels insecure about certain things, but that she is there to help him out and to be by his side and put up with them regardless. So for putting up with them, the reward is him taking care of her. My answer, though, was just for her to be someone that makes my life easier. And that goes through all aspects of my life, having less stress, not having to worry about cooking, cleaning, or all the other stuff, which doesn't mean that I want a slave or someone to be home and be a domestic for me. There's other things that I want that are important to make my life easier, which is emotional support, conversation, being there for her to lean on and vice versa. So I can lean on her, she can lean on me. Now, if you ask her, she would say that she's got the better end of the deal because I take care of her more than she takes care of me in a sense. Uh, whenever she gets angry, upset, emotional, or sick, I'm there to calm her down and bring her down to kind of a normal level to rethink or reframe her, what she's thinking about, what she's going through. She's there for me to make my life easier. And if I were to text her in the middle of the day and say, hey, you know what? I want a cake when I get home. When I get home from work, there's going to be a cake, whatever cake I asked for. If we don't have it, she'll go out and get it. And it's not that I abuse that. It's just in, to illustrate that that's a possibility that I have in this relationship, that it's that much of a respect for each other, that we can ask for favors and not have to be dealing with some type of argument or uh, demanding some type of reciprocation. Now on to Squidward and Juliet. Um, Juliet is a lesbian, and the only reason that's relevant is because Squidward is trying to help her get laid. Um, Juliet averages two to three times a year, which was just kind of scary for all of us that were kind of listening in and talking. Though I did admit to her that there was a time where I took six months off to just kind of work on myself and another guy did the same thing. He took six months in a couple of weeks, he said. So my goal there in that situation is to kind of help her end up in a relationship because she doesn't want to just hook up with people. She wants to have a relationship and have sex consistently rather than sleeping around because she knows how Reno is. And essentially, you sleep with one person, you've technically slept with about 60 in that same friend group. It's a good word. He doesn't give a shit. He's just, he, he's like a 20-year younger version of me, but he's like his mid-20s. So, yeah, no. Yeah, 20-year 20 20 year younger version of me. Shit, fuck. It sucks realizing you're old. Especially when you don't look old. Like, when I was in my 20s, 40-year-olds looked gray, wrinkled, and old. I'm in my 40s, and I feel like I look like in my 30s. It's just kind of weird mentally agreeing or processing things and realizing, oh, shit, I'm not what I thought I was. So it was also interesting hearing or speaking with John because he reinforced the idea that not all guys are out there trying to get laid. They want to get into relationships. But then also, speaking with him, he realizes that he needed confidence to go up and talk to women. And that was another conversation that I had to kind of like separate the ideas of confidence that he had, which was he thought he had to have confidence, just, you know, this huge bravado to be able to go up to talk to women. And I reiterated to him that, no, you need the confidence in yourself to believe in yourself, to be able to go 
talk to women, but you don't have to have that the whole time. That's just to carry you. Once, once you figure out your motivation to go talk to a woman, whether it's you want to get in, whether you want to have a relationship, whether you want to get her phone number, introduce yourself, put yourself out there more, whatever the situation is, that's going to get you to go talk to the woman, to any woman, a group of women, whatever. Keep that confidence in who you are, what you know, and your abilities as to determine to stand your ground, to be, to be yourself, to trust that you are a person worthy of having a conversation with a woman. And some of the, uh, I guess, hiccups or mental blocks or impediments for him to go talk to a woman is thinking or knowing that there's a possibility that they're going to make fun of him or be dismissive of him just because they can, just because they feel like it, just because they don't want to deal with guys. And I had to kind of change the perspective on that as well, because he thought that women just don't want to deal with men on that particular night. And I clarified for him that it's more of they don't want to deal with boys. They want men to give them attention. So if they tell him to fuck off or whatever they tell him to, you know, make him go away, he could turn it around and tell them, oh, I wasn't here to fuck you. I only fuck hot chicks. I just wanted to know X, Y, or Z. Because the idea that I told him was, hey, just go up to a group of women and ask them, hey, if there's anything cool around here to do besides this bar, or if there's some place to go out to brunch or eat another day because you're new in town, just use whatever opener or opening line. Because I don't like using, I don't like calling them lines because it sounds like it's rehearsed, even though it technically is. But the idea is to be natural and have the conversation flow, not to, um, be so predatory in, in your actions or how you move forward in trying to pick up women. So I told him that he's like, oh shit, okay, I, I can do that. But still his issue is even though he wants to talk to him and hook up with him and date them or whatever, he doesn't have the motivation to seek out those places to go meet them, that he's not interested in going to bars or clubs. He'll go to a, to go watch a band or an artist play live, but he isn't so much interested and going to bars and clubs. So his ideal is to hopefully find an attractive woman that can be on her own and play an instrument. And that way they can just play music together. Juan already has a girlfriend and he's kind of in his head about a lot of things. He has uh, imposter syndrome about work. He doesn't feel like he deserves the position that he has. And it's interesting to see someone know what they're doing and know can understand different processes and how to make things work, but still feel like he shouldn't be there, shouldn't be at that level because he hasn't had as much experience as other people at that same level. And it's kind of like seeing guys like in the dating world is that they have all these good things about them, but because society says X, because social media says Y, and their parents say Z, then they don't believe in themselves enough to be able to talk to women when talking to women isn't an issue. It's just like talking to another person. You're just ascribing sexual desire to that person so that way you can get it in. But if you take that level off, which was something that I told Juliet, is her goal was to end up in a relationship. And she was thinking that from the initial conversation. And I told her, you're not going to get a girlfriend 
for someone to agree to be your girlfriend and move in with you in the first 30 seconds. So why not change it from making that mountain, making that huge goal of trying to get up to the mountain and give yourself the goal this weekend to just go out and introduce yourself, introduce yourself to five different people, different women, whoever you find attractive, just introduce yourself, let them play the guessing game of whether or not you're interested in them and what your motivation is for talking to them, whether you want to sleep with them or whether you just want to be friends or whether you want to start dating them, let that anxiety sit in them and you can be more calm and cool and reserved about yourself and how you do things. And she said she's going to give it a try this weekend, but I'll find out Monday whether or not she had any luck because we're going to go to work on Monday, mostly because we're bored and we have nothing better to do than to go to work. Actually, we do have better things to do, but, but working on a holiday is usually pretty chill because most of the brass and management are not on site because they're enjoying their holiday. They're enjoying their time off. So it's kind of a fuck off day. Just a day to just go chill and make easy money. The hardest part is staying awake or getting to work if you ended up with a hangover the night before or because of the night before. In any case, thanks for listening to me ramble. I love you. You're worthy of it. Until next time, besos.